You're listening to the Preppy Podcast. I'm your host, Patricia May Marish, and I'll be interviewing the brands, businesses, and influencers who are keeping the modern preppy lifestyle alive. I'm talking with Rula of Socialite today. I discovered Rula's brand on Instagram. I mean, where else do you find things these days, right? She's an amazing artist that uses rope to make handbags, home decor pieces, and jewelry. They're a little bit nautical, a little bit preppy, and I definitely know you guys are going to love them just as much as I do. All right. So why don't you introduce yourself to everyone? Let us know who you are, where you live, and what you do. Okay, hi everyone. My name is Rula Rallis. I live in Southern New Hampshire and I transform just ordinary clothesline rope that you buy at the hardware store into functional art uh, bags and planters and coasters and earrings. And I basically have just continued to challenge myself uh, to transform it. So I beat it and I paint it and I weave it with fabric and I just try to have fun. I love that. And all of your designs are so beautiful. I feel like they keep getting better and better. I've been following you for a few months now. So I love seeing, you know, the new pieces that you're creating. So why don't you tell everyone, um, how would you describe your business to someone who's never heard of it? Well, it's a form of fiber art. I'm a self-taught fiber artist. Uh, It's handmade. It's uh, a craft. It's artisanal. Uh, So I, I sell primarily on Etsy. So I kind of associate myself my shop is on Etsy, so it's it's a handmade good that you would buy on Etsy. Okay, awesome. So how did you even learn how to do this? I mean, what sparked your interest to pick up this this craft and start doing it and then kind of fine-tune it? It's so it was just random. I I kind of started as a hobby. I we had just built our house. Um, and I decided I was going to make a basket. Um, I had this new bookshelf we had bought. And so I said to my husband, I'm going to make this rope basket. Um, I pulled out my sewing machine and I made one and I just fell in love with the process. And I just kept making baskets. And my husband said, what are you going to do with all these baskets? We're (laughs) filling a room full of baskets. Um, I just haven't looked back. I just, I just loved the process. And I just kept, like I said, trying to challenge myself to create new things with it outside of just a basket. So did you like see a picture online of this basket and then think, you know, I can create that. I'm going to create it. Or were you like on Pinterest and saw a tutorial? Like how, how did you even know how to make it? I yeah, guess? I was on Pinterest and I saw a tutorial and I said, oh, I, I, you know, I have some basic sewing skills and I should be able to make a basket. So I followed the tutorial and then I kind of just went off of once I figured out how to, you know, make a basket design, I was like, hmm, what else can I make? And I just kind of kept playing with it. So kind of just organically became a business. Oh my gosh. So what, so first was the basket and then walk us through, you know, what your next product was. Um, Cause I know you make clutches, you make earrings. So kind of what was the process of developing products? Yeah. So it really was home decor primarily because okay. like I said, we had just built our house and, um, And everything was just about home decor for me at that time. So I was doing more baskets and bowls and coasters and planters. Um, And so I I did that for the first year. And then I, I just, yeah, I just started, kept pushing myself. What else can I make with this that's unique? And so the bags came next, the clutches and the tote bags. And um, yeah, it just kind of, or like I said, organically, it was just me, you know, me on a call with my friend on my way to work. Like, what do you 
think about me making like a beaded bag and you know like I and her being like okay that sounds interesting how would you do that (laughs) (laughs) me just playing around and just throwing things against the wall and seeing what sticks I love that so you started making these out of kind of you know, a need because you guys got a new house. Um, So when was that switch of, you know, this is a hobby and something to do for fun to, you know, I can make this a business and sell this to other people. Why'd you decide to start your business um, and how? Really, it was friends and family, their support. And as I was making these and sharing them, you know, on Facebook with my friends and family, people were asking me like, oh, how can I get this? This would be a great gift for someone. I have a wedding coming up. I have a birthday coming up. And so it just kind of happened. I just said, oh, well, I should probably just open, you know, an Etsy shop. It's handmade. So like I said, it goes hand in hand with Etsy. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I did. And then it just kind of kept you know through referrals and um friends of friends it just became this little business wow so the first step i guess then once you decided to make this into a business was you decided to go on etsy to sell correct yes and you just primarily sell on etsy you don't have another website or do you do wholesale or anything like that correct yeah i just sell on etsy i have tried wholesale but because I'm a unique business because I'm a side hustler and there are a lot of people that do um, creative things on the side. Um, I just, I can't, I just, there's just one of me. So I just, I'm unfortunately can't scale. I've tried to do wholesale. It just doesn't work out with my, um, with your schedule. Yeah. With my, yeah, my schedule for sure. So do you mind me asking what you do then for your full-time job? Oh, um, I'm an IT project manager for a credit union in Manchester. And so it's a lot of like system-based implementations for like system-based products uh, that you would use. Like, you know, if you were to go online tomorrow and you were going to purchase a car, I would have worked on the systems end to end from the moment you start an application to how you get underwritten for that car loan to how it then gets into our core system and all that kind of fun stuff. So it's very analytical. And yeah, completely opposite. It sounds like. A- <laughs> yeah. So this is kind of like an outlet for me to have, like, just be able to be creative and I really enjoy it. I love that. Do you think that you'd ever do this full time in transition or right now you're just happy as is? I'm happy as is. I just think, um, you know, I would have, it would have to get built a lot bigger to be able to uh, generate the revenue that it would, it would need for me to leave my day job, I guess. So I I have a little bit of fear of doing that. I think everyone does. It's just have a full-time job and I have a steady, stable income and it'd be really hard to walk away from that um, and be able to, you know, make what I make now making um, creatively. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Um, So let's talk a little bit about your craft then. Walk us through the process of, you know, how you make your baskets or bags or jewelry. Um, I guess, what's the first step? Finding the material? Are you picking out, do the the rope, is it a rope material? Does that come in a color? Or um, talk us through sort of, you know, your steps into creating something. So it's just, a, I buy my rope, like I said, at the hardware store, It's it comes in 200 yard increments. So I unwind it and a lot of things that I make are circle based. Yeah. So it starts with a circle and uh, depending on what I'm making, I don't really, 
I say that I have sewing skills and I do, but I, what I do is not a traditional way to sew. So there's no pattern typically it, cause I I've taken pattern making classes. There's a pattern that you follow and it says, you know, it's a step-by-step guide, it's sequence guide of how to create something. This is kind of all in my head. So I just know like, Oh, if I'm making a bowl, like tilt here, you know, hold here. And I kind of hand mold things on my oh. So, um, it's all kind of in my head of how I've created something and how to recreate it over and over again. But I always say that um, no two things are ever made exactly the same one because they're handmade and two, because I don't follow a pattern. So I make a vase. I approximate that I can make a vase a certain size, but it might be a little bit bigger than last time I made it, but it will look, it will be the same shape and made with the same materials, but it's not always, you know, it's not cookie cutter, like, plastic containers are all exactly the same size. So, um, yeah, so it just, it starts with a rope and sewing it in a circle. And it depends on if I'm wrapping it with rope and sewing it, or I'm hand painting it after, or I'm beading it after. Um, but it's really fun. I I mean, there are a lot of really talented fiber artists out there that I follow too. Um, it's such a cool art and I didn't even know it existed before. I just kind of fell into it. <laughs> That's amazing. And so I had to take actually sewing classes um, in college as part of my fashion okay. degree. And it is so hard sewing. So I so admire that, um, you know, you are sewing each of these products, which I guess kind of would make it hard for you if you did end up going the wholesale route because it's own, you have these patterns in your head, essentially. Yeah. Um, so to be able, you know, you'd have to teach that or I guess develop patterns or something later to have that outsourced yeah, if you need more My challenge help. is just scale because yeah. I, what I do is not, well, one, I'm really adamant that my items are made in New England and made in the United States. And so um, I get, I probably get a message from manufacturers in India and Turkey and China regularly asking oh, me wow. if, you know, that they would be able to help me make my product. But I just really feel um, it's important to keep that made in the USA and handmade in New England. Uh, but yeah, it's just not something I've talked to manufacturers. It's it's what I do. I've made it so complicated. <laughs> it's just, I don't think something that someone can easily go and give to a machine or, you know, another person and say, pump out 500 of these. It's certainly. It's and I think easy. that makes it a little more special though. Yeah. Um, and it adds value then to your product at least. Yeah, I think so. But yeah, one day, I think that's the biggest struggle I have is to see how I can scale this so I'm not the only person doing everything. (laughs) It can become really overwhelming. Definitely. So where do you find your inspiration? I mean, a lot of your styles are, it seems, uh, nautical inspired or New England inspired, a little bit preppy. Uh, What are some sources of inspiration? Definitely the New England coastline. I mean, I live outside of Portsmouth, New Hampshire. Um, It's right on the coast. It's on the border of Southern Maine. Um, I grew up literally on an island in Kittery surrounded by water. So water is a huge inspiration for me. I I love like the texture of the sand and the rocks and um, mixing neutrals and color. Blue is like literally my favorite color. Yeah. Um, Definitely the coastline is, is very inspiring for me. And a lot of what I bead is nautical or sea art because I'm inspired by the ocean. Yeah. Now, um, is there anyone, any person or maybe brands or other businesses that sort of inspire you or you, you know, look towards whether it's in a a business aspect or a design aspect um, or anything like that, that you admire, maybe pairs really nicely with your designs? Yeah. I mean, 
I kind of tried to, as part of my brand on social media, try to be my own brand ambassador. So I really am, you know, aligning my product with things that I wear. Like I wear J. Crew and Tuckernock and mm-hmm. Dudley Stevens and um, things that, you know, I would wear and then I style it with my own bag. And I like, I think people kind of that also like those brands tend to kind of say, oh, well, yeah, you could pair that with you know, a Dudley Stevens or yeah. with a tucker neck dress. Um, so yeah, I'm really just sharing brands that I would wear personally. Um, because yeah, I, that I, makes I, sense. <laughs> and especially because you have so much ownership of it because, you know, you are literally creating all of these. I think that, um, makes perfect sense. So then, um, going off of that, I guess, where do you get inspiration for new designs? Like what, when you decided to create the earrings, is it like you're seeing someone wearing something and you're like, you know what, for a new product, I want to make earrings? Or is it kind of just as you're going about your life that um, and kind of developing what, what you like and what you need that then you decide to make new products? Yeah, I think it's more of around, again, like my needs. And I also, I kind of, because I have a business background, I try to think, what can I make that I'm not seeing in the market today? So, okay. you know, lots of people make earrings and I follow lots of ta- talented people that make earrings. But for me, I'm like, I haven't seen anybody make anything with like rope, like cord mm-hmm. earrings. And I haven't seen anyone bead it this way. So um, yeah, it's more like, what would I like to wear? Or what would my friends be wearing? Uh, what would be in our closets? And then, um, well, I haven't seen anything like this. And then also the the play into how can I continue to challenge myself? So sometimes I just like, literally will have a dream of, I mean, I'm always thinking about what I, what I'm doing, um, and creating new things. So <laughs> like the earrings, I literally remember calling my friend on my way to work and being like, I'm going to make rope earrings. And she was like, um, okay. So how are you going to do that? And I'm like, I don't know. I just woke up and I was really like, I think I can make rope earrings and it would be really cool. And she was like, okay. And, and then I just, like I said, it just throw stuff against the wall sometimes that I'm like, how can I do this? And then I just keep playing around and then it, it ends up working out. And it's great because I feel like I'm so fortunate for customers that are supportive of my brand. And mm-hmm. cause I will literally be like, I made these earrings. And then I'll be like, I haven't, I've made one pair. I'm going to sell them now. Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like sale to, like the I, from idea to market is like that day. It's crazy. I love that. That's so fun. <laughs> And speaking of earrings, I know a lot of people that um, follow me. I only wear clip-on earrings, so can you do yeah. clip-ons? Yes, definitely. I have that okay. on my, my um, on all of my listings on my Etsy shop. I can oh, make them. Um, I didn't clip- even know that. Okay, that's good to know because I know a good bit of my followers too. Um, they wear clip-ons too, and kind of know that I always know the sources for clip-on earrings. So yeah. that is very good to know. Um, okay, so speaking of, you know, social media, what are some ways that you spread the word and kind of grown your business? I mean, so once you started this business on Etsy, besides, I guess, family and friends, how have you been spreading the word and kind of growing um, your business in that sense? Definitely networking. Um, it's just been amazing to meet other talented artists and other influencers. But, you know, when we all work together, we, you know, you build your community um, and you help co- cross promote each other. Um, I think that has been a really big way that I've grown, you know, doing giveaways, um, product placement, um, just 
again, just networking. And then now we have the New England Coastal Creative with Kim, which is such a great resource. Um, I love that we have that that get together, like that networking option and channel and being able to meet other other artists. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I've just been fortunate. I mean, like I said, I have really great customers and they are repeat customers and they share um, the product and I get uh, referrals from from repeat customers. So it's a little bit of both, I think. I love that. And I think, you know, collaboration is key these days. Um, Beyond just social media and stuff, I think working with others and supporting others and cross-promoting, I think that's key in growing your business and sort of just even beyond growing your business, but learning from others and sort of sharing um, inspiration and resources and knowledge with everyone, I think is really great and a key to growing. I agree. I mean, I've learned I've learned so much from just talking to other artists and we, we definitely help each other out because some people are a little shyer about doing certain things like doing Insta stories mm-hmm. versus like others who are more into doing it so that you can kind of just help support each other and say like, Oh no, you can do it. So, you know, <laughs> you can get on there. Just trying to help each other grow, I think is, is great. It's a great community. For sure. Um, okay. So we talked a little bit about this earlier, but what have been some of your challenges? Um, I guess it's really scaling then, but anything else, or do you want to dive into that a little bit more? Sure. Yeah. I think right now it's really scaling. Yeah. It's just, I've had, I just, the summer has, I've grown so much and I, I'm so grateful for it. I just, I just feel a little unprepared for it because I just have to keep closing my shop down and which I hate doing. Um, I hate turning away people that, you know, are looking for a gift or an item, but I, I just am one person. So when my queue fills up, it's like, typically like if I get 30 orders, that is like a max for me. I'm like, wow. okay, I'm oh, happy. Good. <laughs> I got to close. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I really would. It, we're in a quarantine and it's so hard, but I definitely want to um, look into hiring at least another person to help uh, train that, you know, has some sewing skills and lives in New England that would be able to help me to yeah. be able to make these products so I can pump out more. Definitely. I mean, well, that's a good problem to have. I feel mm-hmm. like it's it's better that than, you know, not enough orders. Absolutely. Um, so do you see yourself then staying on Etsy or I know, cause obviously Etsy, they take a fee and it, um, yeah. it costs them to be on there, but you also are getting, you know, their search engine essentially. Um, so directing customers there, what are your, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, for now, I really, I don't have a problem with the fee. Okay. Um, I feel like I have used Etsy for a few years now and it's very, very straightforward and it has a great simple user interface. I have it on my phone. I have an app. I can update listings. I can, I can do a live, a lot of control over my little online shop. And like you okay. said, a great search engine. So I think because, again, I mentioned it before, it's handmade, it's artisanal. I feel like it, I feel very at home on Etsy. I feel like my shop really fits um, yep. kind of their mission. So for now, um, I the opposite would be if I had my own website, then it's then it's like a lot of extra work that I'd have to do yeah. on the website. Um, Versus right now, I feel like the ease of use is just, it's so straightforward. 
That's a good point. Cause I feel like, you know, a lot of people listening to this, um, some are entrepreneurs themselves or, um, want to be an entrepreneur eventually. And I think people think that they always have to have their own website, their own URL, and that has to do everything. But there are, you know, some downfalls with that. It's a, how are people finding you then? And then also B, you know, website maintenance is expensive and it's work and all of that. So with Etsy, it's nice because you don't necessarily have to worry about that. Absolutely. That's a very good point. Um, Okay. So what are some dreams and hopes you have for your business? What do you hope for the future holds with it? Um, I really hope I can, like I said, I can scale and I can keep growing. Um, I love challenging myself. So I always laugh. I'm like, what's next? Like (laughs) rope pants, like who knows? Like I just, (laughs) I love being able to explore using this medium in different ways. Um, So, you know, I never would have thought I would be beating it ever. And here yeah. I am. So I just, you know, I want to just continue to have fun with it and grow um, organically, I guess. I think those are kind of my two big goals. Totally uh, very just general goals, I guess. Um, it, it's so hard because like I said, it's it's a side hustle. So I yeah. have to kind of keep my goals in small chunks <laughs> yeah, so that I can like continue growing. No, that makes total sense. Um, So what have been some of your like biggest pinch me moments, I guess? Like what's something that you're really proud of that you've accomplished with the business or something um, that you were super excited about? Oh my gosh, Yankee Magazine. Like I'm so pinching myself about that, that I was in there um, just recently in their July, August issue. And it's unbelievable. Like I've, it was a dream of mine to have my art in a, in a published in print and yeah. that has been amazing. And just uh, recently, also another pinch me moment is I have um, an NBC actress, Abby Elliott, uh, who is on a show, Indebted. Uh-huh. Uh, started following me about a year ago, and I couldn't believe it. I oh, was wow. thinking to myself, there's no way she's going to keep following me. I'm just, you know, making this stuff out of rope. Um, and she, and I just recently sent her back. So that was definitely a pinch me moment too. I just feel like, wow, you know, someone I see on TV might be carrying a bag that I made. That's unbelievable. But I feel like that about every customer. I'm always saying how grateful and honored I am that someone has a basket I made in their home or, you know, someone is, I made a clutch for someone's wedding. It's, it's such an honor to me and it's always a pinch me moment, but those are two big ones for sure. Definitely. Congratulations on both of those. So how did she even, did you ask her how she found you and how she started following you or anything? She just said she found me through like a, you know, a hashtag. I mean, you never know who's going to see you, right? Yeah, that's so wild. That's great though. She is awesome. And I am such a fan of hers and her show. So it's just such an honor. I feel so just grateful. I love that. So going off of that, I guess, who would be your dream customer? If you could pick um, any celebrity or royal or influencer, or maybe it's like an icon that's already passed, like who do you think embodies your brand and um, would be just such a dream to, you know, whether it's carry your clutch or wear your earring or have one of your baskets in their home? I know this sounds super cliche, but I already feel like I have like anyone who's carrying it. Is like a dream. I mean, it's literally a pinch me moment when I, ha- I have customers that reshare that they're so excited that they're wearing my earrings, that they're wearing the clutch out for a night with their girlfriends. That is my dream customer. Honestly, I'm very, very humbled about what I do. I don't think, I honestly don't think it's anything amazing. And it's always just kind of humbling to have someone say, Oh, that was so cool what you do. I'm like, I, it's just, 
I'm just honored that um, I have the support that I have. I love that. Yeah. That's so sweet. Okay, know, but if you had crazy. to pick one, tell me a name. <laughs> if you had to pick one, I'd be honored if you were a clutch. Oh, you're so like, sweet. I'm serious. I, I, hands down, it's. I'm just grateful for every like regular everyday people. It doesn't yeah. have to be anyone like celebrity, honestly. I mean, I think that's a great answer because those are people then um, that are spending, you know, the money that they earn, that they worked for, um, which not to say that celebrities don't work hard for their money. But, you know, I think there is something to be said for that, that they are picking your brand um, and buying it and using their money towards that. Yeah. No, super, super honored. Always. So since this is the Preppy podcast, what does Preppy mean to you? I love preppy. (laughs) Um, It means classic and bold colors and prints and structured silhouettes. I, it's a good stripe. (laughs) Yep. Um, It's you know, chinoir. It's um, blues and celebrating just classic style. And I, I think you can have very, very preppy conservative. You can have very preppy modern. Preppy Mm -hmm. can a lot of different things it's it um I think it kind of gets a rap that it's very conservative but yeah. I, I don't see myself as super conservative I feel like I like preppy but I'm modern so mm-hmm. um but yeah I just I love the preppy style like and I feel like I embody that my brand embodies that I, it's, it's definitely... what I wear yep. it's what I design Exactly. I mean, that's why I reached out to you. I, yeah. I think that your products are, um, they're modern and preppy and innovative. I just love them. Thank you so much. So what is your favorite product on your site right now? I know this is a hard question because uh, I'm sure you love everything, but what's something right now that you really love that excites you? I love Bobby the Lobby. <laughs> okay. So my my two daughters named him Bobby. When I was beating him for the first time, I'm I was beating a lobster, and I said to my girls, "Hey, what should we name the lobster so mommy can put the name on the website?" And my daughter said Bobby the Lobby. So, um, but it's one of my favorite because it's the first beaded design I ever really did, and it's actually one of my most popular bags um, because it's a lobster. So if you live in New England, everything lobster. Yeah. It's a really cute bag. And I love that picture on Instagram um, where I feel like you have it on a plate or like you have a lobster (laughs) bib. There's something, but it was so cute. Because I'm like, you know, it's, it's a lobster and it's a bag. So like I'd like pretend boiling it, pretend (laughs) eating it, you know, I really need to find like an actual lobster man to like hold it like yes. on a boat like I'm always thinking like how can I really show that this is a lobster <laughs> yeah I love that no it's so fun um all right so what's next for you and your business anything on the horizon any new designs or styles that you can share with us give us a little sneak peek of what's coming <laughs> I'd love to continue um into accessories like I'd love to continue building out the earring line a little bit more my best friend and I were just talking about belts I don't know. Ooh, yeah. I'm like rope belt. Like how can we how can we make a rope belt? For um, sure. <laughs> so yeah, I'm always trying to think of, of new ideas, but those are a couple of sneak peeks. But definitely the earrings, I I'm loving um having that earring line and building it out. It's been really fun to um to beat it. So and people have been really very supportive of it. So I'm hoping mm-hmm. to definitely build it out a little bit more. 
I love that. No, they're all beautiful designs. And I'm, I'm waiting for that belt. That sounds really good too. <laughs> all right. So final question now, tell everyone where they can find you. What are your social media handles? What's your Etsy shop called? Um, let people know where to find you and shop. So I'm on Etsy, just search Social Aid New Hampshire on Instagram at Social Aid underscore New Hampshire, and then on Facebook at Social Aid New Hampshire. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. I love learning about your business. So much for having me on. I'm, I love following you and I'm so grateful for the, the opportunity to talk with you. Oh, thanks. Thank you so much for listening to the Preppy Podcast. I hope this put a little prep in your step for the day. Please subscribe, rate, and review on wherever you listen to your podcast and follow along with at the Preppy Podcast on social media. 